Hey friends, welcome back or perhaps welcome for the very first time to a Conscious Coaching Podcast. My name is Lauren Bentley and I am your host and we are on episode two of the Witchy Women. This is the theme for the whole month of October. Today's interview, our Witchy Women that's being featured today is Amber Lackey. She is the owner of a business called Between Two Moons. Amber is a licensed massage therapist. She is a practitioner of the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy. She's also an herbalist and an educator. She supports her clients to care for their bodies in a natural, embodied, and empowered way. Her specialties include natural support for fertility and overall reproductive health for women and pain and stress management for all. She has been a body worker for 14 years. And let me tell you, Amber knows her stuff. This was such a grounding conversation that we had all about body work and what exactly our Vigo even is. And we definitely get into reproductive health as well as the topic of women and her story. So I know that you will love today's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes below to see how you can work with Amber and where she is located. And as always, if you are desiring more of this witchy wisdom, getting into some things like candle magic, moon magic, bath magic, as well as some breath work and meditation to help you access your own inner power, I invite you to join the Breathe and Receive membership. Witchy Tips 101 is the theme for October. As you can probably guess by now, I'm a really big fan of Halloween and I wanted to just create a month-long celebration, especially with COVID and quarantine really kind of blocking us from being able to fully celebrate the way that we have done so in the past. So once you become a member of the Breathe and Receive membership, you have access to all the previous themes. There's like 12 themes in there and you get to enjoy a growing library. It's added to the first of every month. There is tons of somatic experiences. There's breath work, there's meditation, there's Reiki journeys, there's sound healing, EFT tapping. It's a new theme each month that helps you to connect deeper with body, mind, and spirit to find overall health, find relief from anxiety, relief from tension, and just come home to your body. So all of that is also in the show notes below. It's only $25 a month. There's never any contracts. It's just a loving community full of growth and support. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode and anything that you could possibly need to get in touch with Amber or I will be in the show notes below. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, welcome Conscious Coaching Podcast Community, Lauren here, and we have a really fun guest with us today for our month of witchy women. Her name is Amber Lackey, and she's with She has the business called Between Two Moons Healing, and she focuses a lot on helping women heal and understand their reproductive health. So thank you so much, Amber, for being here. Thank you for having me. So you are based currently in Charleston, South Carolina, correct? Yes. Cool. I love Charleston. 
I like yeah. Folly Beach more, but I like Charleston. <laughs> yeah, I love Folly Beach as well. Yeah, very cool. Um, so tell us about what you offer. Um, well, I offer a type of work called, um, a lot of people call it Arvigo therapy. Um, so Arvigo is centered around the Mayan approach of healing, um, particularly working on the abdomen. Um, so we're working a lot with the womb space and reproductive organs. Um, but Mayan, for the Mayans and their culture, massage is very central. Um, everyone receives massage, so it's known that this is just a regular um, wellness routine for them. You know, mm -hmm. if they don't feel well or um, to prevent any sort of illness, um, massage is central for that. And there's usually someone in the home that um, does massage uh, for everyone um, in Mayan culture. So. Um, it's really fascinating to work with the belly and to understand in these other cultures how um, it's central to our health and well-being to work on the belly and to actually touch the belly. Wow. Because when you go get a massage here, they don't ever touch your belly. No, I think we are the only culture that is like that. Um, all these folk cultures, they know like how important it is to touch the belly and work on the belly because that's... Um, it's central to our nervous system. It's central to our um, immune health. It's central to our digestive health, which is what, you know, influences everything. Yeah. Um, our reproductive health, obviously, hormonal health. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much there in the belly that's so significant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I never, I never thought about that. So pretty much every massage that you do, like, do you offer like the deep tissue and all that as well? Um, yeah, I'll do some of that. Um, I don't really, I don't offer it as deep tissue, but like I do a lot of structural alignment work, which is deeper. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really just what your body needs. And a lot of times um, people need a little bit of that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but if we are doing an Arvigo session, which is a lot of my work, um, you're definitely getting your belly touched mm -hmm. and worked on. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you always yeah. uh, bring in the Arvigo though, even in like your like, other types of massages? No, okay. um, not everyone is 100% um, there. You know, they're not comfortable with having their belly touched. Um, a lot of people will tell me that up front and just be like, I couldn't imagine you ever touching my belly um, mm. because it's such a vulnerable space. Um, so no, not on everyone, but I do try to put it out there. Um, cause I would say probably 90 ish percent of the people that I see, um, just really have a lot of nervous system, um, blockages for lack of a better word, or they're just really stuck in this nervous, uh, reactive state and that sympathetic. Yeah. Um, so just working on the belly and the breath you know, that um, mm -hmm. brings so much awareness there and just so much relaxation that you can't get anywhere else. Um, so I really try to educate people on that and how yeah. important it is. Um, also, we hold a lot of our emotional tension in our belly. We think about like anytime you get stressed or you have like a really stressful situation, or think about someone who's getting ready to like punch you, you know, you're going to react in your abdomen first. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you're going to clench first. And then the whole body contracts around it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime we hold stress in the body, it centralizes to the abdomen. So, um, yeah, I try to educate everyone on that Gosh. and get them to let me work on their belly. <laughs> yes, that is so true. I am completely blown away that I've never like pieced these things together. Wow. Cause like I said, I watch, I watch your work and everything. I just always thought that it was just specifically for, you know, reproductive health, womb health, all that good stuff. But yeah, it goes so much deeper than that. I love it. Yeah. So like what got you into all of this? Because I mean, I've never heard of this before you. I, so I'm not sure on how like huge this community is, the sort of healing is, but like what brought yeah. you here? Um, well, so initially I think I was just intuitively brought to the womb space for my own work um, and healing that needed to occur. And um that took like several years, I would say probably like seven ish years to work with that space and heal that space. And, um, I was just really open to, to whatever came and whatever I needed to do. Um, and I had like a moment of just, I was, you know, in my spiritual practice and had a moment of, when medicine woman just came to me and it's like, this is what, this is what you're here to do. And there's something in your lineage, your line that is connected to this. And this is what you're here to do. And so I just followed that thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what it meant. I had no idea. I actually Googled like medicine woman and like, what does this mean? Um, and I just kind of followed the thread and it eventually led me to um, a tea and talk um, that a friend of mine hosted in Charleston and she was an Arvigo practitioner. Um, I say a friend of mine, but she, I didn't know her then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met her at this tea and talk, learned more about her work. I had obviously heard of Arvigo before because I was already kind of into this realm and, and studying this work. And I had a session with her and, um, I knew I needed this work. But, like, that was really what permeated it and helped me realize, like, this is why you needed this work um, or a big part of it. Um, I had a somatic release, um, not on the table while she was working on me, but later when I was doing the self-care. Because in RVO, we teach you how to do the massage after, like, that's a part of your Mm -hmm. session. So she taught me. I went home and I was doing the self-care massage and had a somatic release. And it took me a moment to even realize what had happened. Um, I've been a massage therapist for like almost 15 years. And, you know, this is something they talk about in school, like somatic release, somatic release. But I had never experienced a somatic release myself personally. And this was the area of my body that finally, you know, made me unravel. And I had all this grief come out of nowhere that, you know, from things that had happened like 10 years prior, um, that all of a sudden flooded me and Mm -hmm. gave me this huge, um, release of grief. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And the next morning I woke up and I cried and I cried and I cried. And it's so funny. I had a breath work session the next morning, um, with a good friend of mine and I went in to get breath work and we worked through it and it was great because she was there to support me the next morning. Um, and I journaled and just, yeah, that was really like what permeated, like, okay, this is what this work can do. Um, this is what you needed. This is probably what a lot of other women need. 
And at that point I was like, okay, I would love to do Arvigo, but it didn't seem um, like a possibility at that time. Um, The classes weren't super accessible for me. They were in, they were all held in Belize um, Mm -hmm. and they were pretty expensive because you would pay to go to Belize and then you would pay for one week training and all these things. And my business was really new. So I was like, I can't do this. Oh my gosh, but I would love to. So I kind of just put it in the corner and fast forward a year, maybe. And I moved um, to Western North Carolina, which is where I'm from. I randomly, not randomly heard about this um, class. It was like a lecture on Mayan medicine that would be held at my friend's healing center, my friend that I went to Arvigo for. And so I bought a ticket and I came back to Charleston and it was um, Dr. Rosita Arvigo, who was the one who started um, this therapy. She was there teaching and it was so fascinating and I was so in love with all of it, learning so much. Um, And as I'm like walking around the room, I see a flyer for a class. And like I said, the classes were always in Belize. They weren't very accessible for me. Um, but they started this new class that was held in the States. And this class in particular was held in my state in North Carolina. Mm. And it was a month from then. And I was like, okay, everything just fell in my lap. Like it's time for me to, to do this. And so I committed that day. I was like, I'm doing this and taking this class. Um, sorry if you hear a garbage truck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was that day I decided, um, I signed up a month later, I went to the class. It was incredible. I learned so much, like just so much, way more than I've ever learned before, um, about women's health and women's bodies and reproductive health and, um, just the way the Mayans, um, approach things really interesting it's very similar to traditional Chinese medicine TCM acupuncture um but it's really really interesting they they believe um in soul retrieval Mm -hmm. and they believe that when you come to a doctor with an illness or a medicine person with an illness um it's typically because uh you've had some sort of soul loss Mm -hmm. um generally they um integrate that into their practice greatly so um so that made a lot of sense to me that that was really like what I had gone through so um yeah that's kind of that's kind of my story of how I got into it wow I love it oh my gosh so what kind of things would a woman experience on the table then during an Arvigo massage um so, well, I'll give you, like, kind of what the work looks like, but, I mean, it, it can affect everyone differently. So, some women may have, like, a somatic uh, release while they're on the table. Some women may um, just experience, like, some discomfort or, um, like, uh, not really pain, but just, like, some mm-hmm. tense, uh, tight areas. Um, but... For the massage itself, um, we would do, like, they would come in and do a really thorough intake with me. So your intake is, like, eight pages long. Um, 
and we go over all sorts of things. We look at, because, you know, it's Mayan healing, we look at uh, spiritual, emotional health as well. We look at your spiritual practice. Um, with Mayan healing, um, prayer is really important in, in the healing process um, and spirituality. So we look at that. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to have any sort of spirituality to get this type of work, but just we work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we go over diet, we go over lifestyle, we go over like history, we go over your birth and um, what, how your mother ate while you were um, in her womb space, um, how like if your birth was traumatic for your mother or for you or um, we go all the way back on that timeline. We talk about all those things and how that affects you. And it's funny because it has some overlap with, um, I'm an herbalist as well, and it has er- uh, overlap with herbalism um, because we do that in herbalism as well. So it mm-hmm. kind of feeds off of each other um, when you do a session. But um, we go over all of that and then we'll talk for like a long time. And then you'll lie down, we'll do the massage. It's on the abdomen, so you will be draped. Um, your uh, breast will be covered, but your abdomen will be exposed. And I mean, it's, you know, we get up close and personal, like we start at the pubic bone. So, you know, it's it's pretty intimate. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people will guard initially, and that's mm-hmm. pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of the first session as just like, you know, we're not getting in there today because a lot of people will guard and this is a really, really vulnerable area. Um, so a lot of people will brace and hold their breath and I try to just kind of coach you through that, but I try not to bring too much attention to it. Um, Mm -hmm. so everybody's experience is a little bit different, but, um, I get the word interesting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I can relate with that. Like that was really interesting. <laughs> that was interesting um, because people like mentally prepare themselves for this and, and have told me this, like I'll mentally prepare and be like, okay, I'm good with this. I want this work. I'm ready for this work. But you get on the table and your body's like, oh wow. Okay. Like it's just a really vulnerable area and it feels odd to have someone touch and massage your abdomen in our culture because it's not something that we normally do um but it's something we need mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah I love it and then you're really into you, you brought up your herbalism and then um also you're really into like the yoni steams as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so what exactly yeah. is a yoni steam like I do them for myself but I don't think that many of my listeners know what they are so if you want to explain them um, so yoni steam is uh, pelvic steaming. So yoni is the Sanskrit word for um, vagina, vulva. Um, but for me, I like to say pelvic steaming because you can use these steams on anyone. Um, even like children uh, mm-hmm. can benefit from pelvic steaming sometimes. Um, they're great for, I saw like a little... Uh, post on Instagram, it was like a little boy who was steaming, uh, he had hemorrhoids. Oh. Um, so yeah, any sort of pelvic healing, um, or perineal healing. So great for postpartum. Um, but what, what we do in the process is we, um, will bring herbs to a low simmer. Um, 
and we'll put obviously in a pot um, we'll put that underneath a stool a steam stool or you could even like put them in your toilet um, technically there's ways to do that there's all different ways to get creative with steaming if you don't have a stool um, but you would put that under a stool that has like a hole in it um, and you would sit on that um, you know obviously you're not clothed from the waist down um, and you would steam the like pelvic area. So you could steam the yoni, you could steam the perineal area. Um, but this is really healing because it brings the medicine of the herbs that you're steaming. Um, but it also just brings heat and, you know, the steam itself is really medicinal. Um, but it helps bring healing to pelvic areas. So I use it a lot in my work, you know, I work a lot with reproductive health. So, um, any sort of pelvic congestion. Um, and what that means is any sort of, um, let's see, how can I explain congestion? Oh, I have a cat. Okay. Aww, so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so pelvic congestion is any sort of condition where we have um, stagnation in the uterus. Um, so I'm thinking like, if this makes sense, like fibroids would be um, stagnation, okay. um, something like that, or just like stagnation is just like something stuck in there. Um, there's a blockage. So um, any sort of like old um, residue from a previous cycle that's not coming out um, in your uterus, that would be really good. Um, it would be really good to steam for that. Um, but yeah, steaming is also... Uh, I so recommend steaming just to bring down your nervous system. Um, I'm sure you know because you've steamed, mm -hmm. uh, but it just it brings all the energy down to the root. And um, that's one of the quickest ways to get the body to just, like, come down and, like, get you to come back into your body mm -hmm. to get you to calm down. And the steam just feels good. It's relaxing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it feels good. It's relaxing. Um, but also, you know, you've, you've got just a moment with yourself to sit and steam and just, you know, center. Yeah. Um, and the medicine from the plants, I mean, it's, it's great. It's an effective way to get it into the body, um, to get you to calm down and center and um, it just feels really good. Mm -hmm. It just feels good. The first time I heard about it was actually at that uh, TN talk that I went to when I was first introduced to um, my friend Abigail that does our Vigo. And she told us about it, and I was like, no way. This is way too woo. Like, I'm not doing this. This is so weird. And I tried it. They actually had steam stools, like, um, out while we were there that you could sit on clothes to try it and I tried it and I was like that felt really good yeah I'm gonna go home and do this um so it was great yeah I first heard about it I think from like Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and I too I was like oh that sounds a little crazy like I'm gonna burn myself <laughs> I don't know but yeah then I just kept hearing about it and hearing about it and yeah trying finally tried it and I was like wow that was amazing it felt really good yeah and very grounding very centering just it felt like just you know like it took my self-care up like another level you know it's like yeah. not just like taking a bath but like you know adding this in and just really taking this time for me 
So I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what'd you say? No, I was just going to say, like, how much attention do we give to this area? Like, we just don't. We're so disconnected from it. And I think that's a big reason why we have so many, like, manifestations of, like, illness. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many women I see who have vaginal pain, like, that's so severe that they can't even have pleasure or, like, not even self-pleasure. And, I mean, that's that's got to stop. We've got to find a way to work with that. And usually that is what I recommend for women like that. We work with the vaginal steaming because that is the best way to like, you're not, it's not intrusive. You know, it's just relaxing. It brings heat to the area. It brings healing. It brings the medicine of the plants to the area. So um, that is what I recommend. If you have any sort of like pelvic pain, um, definitely try steaming because it's so gentle. Yeah. And it gives you just that time and attention to that area. Yeah. And the healing. So. Yeah. You're, you're so right too. Like it's, it's got to stop and especially like the whole normalcy of it all, like how, how normal the society has made like women to, to be in, in that pain or to ha- experience incontinence or to not experience mm-hmm. orgasm, you know, it just, it's, it's normal and yeah. it, it, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I love that you say that it was like too woo for you because like you're pretty woo now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, you know that's evolved over the years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like, how do you like? I'm assuming that like really getting in touch with your womb has helped you get deeper into the woo. Yeah. So yeah. what has that journey been like, you know, like incorporating the plant medicine and working with your womb? Tell us about kind of like your witchy sort of rituals, if you will. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> they've evolved a lot over time. So let's see. Um Okay, well, okay, so the most woo practice that I probably do um, and have done uh, that has connected me so much and brought so much healing for me has been um, bleeding on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I'm menstruating, I can't really do it as much now because of where I live now, but when I lived in North Carolina, I lived in the woods uh, for about a year, and that was just my practice of like connecting. Um, it was, you know, my offering to the earth, um, offering my blood was definitely powerful, but, um, I think working with our blood is the most powerful thing we can do as women, um, to heal our, um, feminine energy, our femininity. Um, I think it is, something that's primal and connects us to our lineage and our ancestors um, and definitely is healing for working with anything in the lineage. So um, if you're someone who has reoccurring patterns that you can't seem to break that feel very deep to you, um, I think working with your blood and offering your blood to the earth is a really good practice of connecting to the lineage that you come from. Um, you know, your mother's mother, mother, you know, your mother line, the matrilineal line, mm-hmm. um, just offering your blood to the earth and calling on those women. Um, even if you don't know their names, like just 
calling on your matrilineal line. Uh, because for women, you know, we come from a very strong matrilineal line. Um, a lot of people don't realize that um, in our matrilineal line, that's where we pass our mitochondrial DNA. And so the mitochondrial DNA stays the same over years and years and years. It doesn't, unless there's a defect, it doesn't change. So what that means is that there's a connection that only exists in the matrilineal line, only exists with females, um, that remains unchanged. So there's something that we can feel that comes all the way down our line from our mothers, mothers, mothers. Like we hold that and where do we hold it? In the womb space. I mean, you think about like how our mother, you know, our we were basically in our grandmother's womb because our mother already had all the eggs that she was going to have while she was in our grandmother's womb. So like how deep is that connection? You know, we have this connection with our mother line that is like no other. Um, and unfortunately what comes with that, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, but what comes with that is the trauma of the women that came before us. And we've got a lot of trauma to work through, um, especially around our femininity and our feminine spirituality. Um, so yeah, working with my blood, offering my blood has been a big one. Um, and even if you're not in a place where you can offer your blood directly and bleed on the earth directly, um, there are other ways to do that practice. Um, right now I use a diva cup, um, which is a menstrual cup, and I pour my blood out into a jar and I collect it in a jar, which might sound really weird and woo, um, but I collect it in a jar and I pour it out on the earth. And there's no right or wrong way to do that. Some days it looks like a really big ritual. Other days it looks like, you know, I've got a couple minutes to go out and do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the practice of doing it and keeping it sacred and, and knowing that that connects you to the land. It's like a calling to the land and a calling to your matrilineal line and being like, I'm here. This is where I am. And it's a connection, mm-hmm. um, connecting to the spirits of your matrilineal line and the women um, who are your ancestors and you're connecting. I mean, you're connecting to all of your ancestors, but um, you're connecting to the land around you um, and connecting to everything, all the living beings around you, the trees, the plants. Um, yeah. Mm, I love that. Do you like a specific place then that you pour the blood out or you just kind of like generally generally I'll connect to a certain place sometimes I'll have a place that comes in mind that I want to save my blood and go pour that out like if I go back to visit North Carolina I might do that Mm -hmm. um just to let the land know that I'm back Mm -hmm. and um just to say thank you um yeah Mm. so I'm assuming too that you really like work with your whole cycle then like with just like your daily life pretty much so like when you are bleeding is that really like your time to just be inward like you're in the crone you're just in that with all that wisdom yes um that definitely is my time that I try to get silent and have like a little retreat for myself um a lot of people who don't really understand the the woo side of that um they can understand that like the left and right hemisphere of your brain 
connects more and communicates more during that time. So your intuition is heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good time to be quiet, be still. And also, um, you know, your energy is low when you're mm-hmm. bleeding and it makes sense that it would be, um, but you, you've got to honor that. Um, unfortunately this last cycle, I did not honor that for myself because I had, um, my mom came into town and visited and, uh, she surprised me. So I didn't know she was coming. Um, so we were really busy the whole week and I did a lot. I worked and, um, I, I'm past ovulation at this point. So I'm past mid cycle in the next cycle. And I feel really tired the cycle after that. Um, so I, I honor that as well as just like understanding that this is a huge, um, it's a really big potential to work with, um, conserving my energy, um, during my menstrual cycle. Um, and that also I see reflected in like traditional Chinese medicine and Mayan medicine, like they knew and, you know, they're aware of like this being a time that we can either conserve our energy or we can deplete it. Um, so it was really important to, um, rest and to eat warming foods and keep yourself warm and, um, to make sure you were getting optimal nutrition and building your blood and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like just breaking up with society as well. Right. Because, Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like we're this part of our cycle is not honored in the least. Even I don't even like, I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I even saw a commercial, but the they can't even make the blood red they make it blue (laughs) i mean it's just not honored at all and we're just expected to just like take the ibuprofen and push through it and you know if you do work in a corporate setting or pretty much any job right i mean like it's it's it is hard to work your schedule completely around your bleed your bleeding um even working for myself and yourself like it's it's there is challenges, right? But like yeah. just doing the best you can and slowing down as much as you possibly can. I even like to really just like do a thorough clean the week before and even like prep some soups that are really easy to warm up like you were saying. And so that way, even if like I am kind of like packed that week with my schedule, at least I still have like those ways to just nourish myself Yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's so not honored, and it it really needs to to stop. I mean, I I always think about the times, like, in the red tent, you know, of, like, I just think about women coming together and just bleeding together and sharing their stories, and the the intuition heightened, and it was celebrated. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I love that you're talking about this with, like, the, the witchy, podcast thing because I mean that that's women's spirituality yes you know that's feminine feminine spirituality and that was our spirituality before patriarchy and before you know witch trials and before we were burned for being who we are and believing what we believe in and having our connection with the earth and the plants and healing and someone like me would have been burned Mm -hmm. you know for sure Mm -hmm. um because you, you weren't allowed to be that way um 
you were considered a witch and evil um, because you had a connection with um, something otherworldly and because you bled and because you honored that with like your cyclical consciousness and being in tune with nature and seasons and the earth um, because you were in community with the earth instead of feeling the need to control the earth and commodify the earth. Um, those things were sacred to us and they've kind of been stripped from us and we've forgotten for a while, but I, I feel so many women waking up and witness that of like remembering, um, that this is a part of who we are and this is who we are. This is our spirituality. This is ancient. This is primal. This is older than, um, you know, modern day Christianity and patriarchy and, and all those roots, like they go way back, way, way back. Um, way back yeah I was gonna say like way before the bible even like um god has been worshipped as a woman as feminine longer than it's been worshipped as masculine yes absolutely and I think a lot of women just don't know that Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't know that and aren't aware of that and um that was a huge part of my healing journey and my process was um I mean it started with that it started with feminine spirituality and seeing God as, um, female, as as a woman, as, um, seeing the processes in my body as reflected in nature and understanding that there was divinity and being female, um, was a huge, huge awakening for me and working with the womb space. So I'm glad you brought all that up because, Mm -hmm. um, that was definitely like the beginning for me is understanding that and connecting with that. And that has been the most healing thing I've ever done in my life, connecting with that. And that's made me feel um, really rooted and grounded in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a part of my soul retrieval, you know, like feeling that, that divinity come back to me. And I think we all have that work to do as women. And I think that's why this all leads back to, you know, womb work and working with, you know, our periods and things like that is really popular right now. It's, you know, it's really become a very popular practice, which is exciting. But I think that it's our time to heal this area as women because we've had so much shame around it and we've, you know, become so disconnected from our roots. Um, I think that that's, that's what's bringing, bringing us back to that area is understanding that our divinity is so rooted in our cyclical nature um, and that's so rooted in our wind space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so. I so agree. We're just like we're done feeling ashamed for being who we are, you know? Yeah. It's just... Yeah. I don't know any man who is like ashamed for being who he is. I don't know any man who like wants to apologize for wanting to achieve and have great success or for having sex or anything, you know, and a woman, we just want to apologize and shrink and hold back. But like we're so many of us, we're just done. We're waking up. We're just, we're done feeling ashamed for just being exactly who we are. And even once I started to like, 
more so honor my cycles and honor where I'm at. And even I got into like some foraging and we did our own garden and all of that this summer. Like it was like a beautiful gift from quarantine, from COVID, I think. And so much like felt like it just woke up inside of me. And I'm really excited to learn more about herbology and foraging and all that amazing stuff and just how connected we truly are. It's every yeah. single time I experience something more, it just yeah, pieces of me just get lit up that were so dim. Yeah. I think it's beautiful that you're starting to work with all that. I mean, I see a lot of women getting really interested in um, herbalism, and I think that that's a part of this awakening and this path is understanding um, this connection with the earth and the plant medicine. And it's a really beautiful thing because in um, in Mayan medicine, they believe that healing is like, um, it's a team effort. And it's a team effort between the person who needs the healing, the practitioner or healer, um, the herbs or plant medicine, and the spirits. So it's all um, the team effort of all those working together and understanding how we each play a part in that. And so my part is equal to that of the plant medicine um, and understanding that the plant medicine doesn't work for me you know it's not a it's not a commodity you know it's not um the way that we look at things in western medicine is that we control and we find the enemy and we take it down with like medication and um it's just interesting the way that those two beliefs separate us um and what has grown out of patriarchy and colonialism and things like that but um but yeah it's I think realizing that not just in you know a healing setting of like you know you're sick and you're working in a setting like that but just healing is just being alive and existing right like we're all just coming back to ourselves um so plants and spirits and community, you know, we're all a part of this journey together. We're all working together. And so awakening to that and remembering that plants are a part of this journey, you know, it, plants are a part of our journey specifically as women. Um, cause we were the first healers. We were the first ones to work with the plants in this way. Um, and we are the ones that are, you know, we're mirrored in the seasons, you know, we're mirrored our bodies, our process mirrored in the seasons were cyclical by nature. Yes. So we have this really close connection mm -hmm. with the earth. And not to say that you can't, you know, as a man or anyone else, but, you know, that's really sacred to me in my femininity. I feel very rooted in that practice. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I so relate. Like, just even like that feeling of just putting your hands in the soil it's just mm -hmm. like just again something just turns on you just there's a remembrance yeah and even if if you believe in past lives or not regardless there's still like you said mm -hmm. that lineage so no matter what we are connected to like that medicine woman we are connected to the 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 woman who lived off the earth and was the healer and the the creator yeah. Mm. yeah. So good. 
So good. Yeah, and I think, you know, we are, we are starting to wake up and we are starting to remember and also we're like craving that sisterhood again because as soon as the patriarch did start and the witch hunting did start, we started to turn on each other, you know, and I, and, and I totally believe that that's an energy that's been carried on and on and on and that's why women have had a hard time really trusting each other because of that energy that's still very much alive but you know we're just like un we're learning to understand it now and just remembering like just how important even that sisterhood connection is yeah yeah absolutely and it's so important and just community in general you know like i feel like i i wrote a post like it's probably been a year ago but um basically around like how empowered women are central to community. We create com community. It starts with us. And I think we lost a lot of the community when we, um, you know, lost our respect and regard for women and, and women became um, like second class, you know, mm, um, property. I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we really lost our connection to community then. Uh, because femininity is, you know, that's what builds community. Like the feminine nature is what builds community and connection. Mm -hmm. um, women are what hold families together. Typically women are what hold communities together. Typically um, we're needed right now more than ever to show up healed and empowered to create that community again, yes. because I think anyone can look around and see like that is what, we need as a society right now we are so isolated we are so lonely we are so connected but yet so isolated and lonely yeah um, so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness so that's something that Brene Brown says about like we are more connected than ever before yet we're like the most medicated loneliest people to ever walk this earth yeah, and I think a lot of that is because we exist up here in the head and the yeah. mind, and we're not centered down in you know our root and mm -hmm. our womb space, and and we really um, like in in my medicine, it's believed that the womb space is the center of a woman, and if she is not centered in her womb space, whether that be because of her womb space. I lost your sound. There we go. Okay. Did that mute me? I'm yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Um, whether that be because a woman is not centered literally in her womb spaces, she has an alignment issue and her womb is, you know, lying to one side or the other. Or... Sorry, someone keeps calling me. It's okay. Um, or whether that means that you're not centered, you know, your presence isn't centered in your womb space. And the belief is if you're not centered in that space, that you're off center in like the rest of your life, that it affects your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. Um, so it's important for us to be centered, to bring our awareness down into our body and feel rooted in our body and for connection to come out of that, you know, when we're on a phone and, you know, our head all day and just like, we're not really giving anyone presence. We're not giving ourselves presence. We're not giving that person presence. Um, and I think, you know, there's something to be said for real connection that's face to face. And I think that's been the most difficult part of like COVID for me is 
not necessarily just for myself, but just seeing all of us go to, oh, we'll just do like, you know, we'll do Zoom meetings Mm -hmm. online and just, you know, talk to each other there. And, you know, I've been really concerned for the mental, emotional health of everyone throughout this because we need connection. We need to be around each other. We need each other. Um, And we need presence with each other not just, you know, seeing each other on screens, but really, you know, we need to hold each other. We need to hug each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something so powerful in touch. And that's why I do what I do because people need touch and they need touch with presence, not just touch, but with presence. It makes such a difference. You can feel so, the difference. Yeah. I've yes. gotten massages, um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got, I've gotten massages of from people who I could feel if they were there or not. And when they weren't yeah. there, like I could literally feel like their energy, like their chaotic energy, like going like into me. And for the longest time, I would never say anything. But I finally, I did start to say something of like, you know, hey, <laughs> I can feel like <laughs> what's going on. Or at least, you know, like if you had a fight with your boyfriend or whatever, and like you're angry, like I can feel that. So, you know, yeah. like it just, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. So to begin to wrap it up, that's why I was looking at my phone. It was giving me this notification of like, time's running out. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you recommend a woman to begin to get centered in their womb space? What's like a simple step to take? Like, cause not everyone's going to feel comfortable bleeding, bleeding into the earth right away. You know, where, yeah. where is a place that we could start? Um, well, even if you can just honor the time that you're bleeding, whether you're comfortable with, um, you know, pouring out your blood or whatever, you know, even like looking at your blood or touching your blood is really impactful. Um, a lot of women are even squeamish doing that. I know. So even if you can't do that, just honoring the time that you bleed and just making that connection of like your intuition is stronger. Um, your connection with, um, the spiritual world is a bit stronger during that time. Um, honoring your needs of slowing down, uh, just giving your time, like giving yourself um, retreat time. If you can just take a retreat. I mean, that's how I started initially was just honoring my need for rest and retreat during that period. And just taking really just taking a day, you know, if you can, like, and devoting yourself to the awareness of your bleeding and what does that mean and, and centering into your body and awareness in your body. Um, that's going to be the easiest time to drop down into your body and the best time if you can. Um, and there are also like books and things you can read to get you started on, on understanding um, feminine spirituality and just like the cyclicalness that, you know, connects us to nature and, and things like that. Um, I definitely could recommend a few. I don't know if you want me to go off into that, but yeah, yeah. If you want to throw out a couple books, that'd be great. Um, well, the way of the happy woman. Uh, I can't remember the author of that right now. Oh, Sarah, Sarah Stover, I believe is her name. Um, that was the first book that I started with years and years ago. Um, and that was a really good beginner book for people just wanting to work with their cyclical nature. 
Um, if you're really into the woo and you really want to know about feminine spirituality and just the history of things that we just are so disconnected from, um, Womb Awakening is a really great book. Um, I don't know if you've read that, but it's I haven't. fantastic. Um, that is, oh, I can't remember the authors on that either. I don't know. If you look it up, it's Womb Awakening. Okay. Um, and it is just every page you'll just be like wow like it's so many things that we already know about but it's from a different perspective before it was shaped and molded by like patriarchy so you're like that's what that means that makes a lot more sense Mm. there's a lot of symbolism and just ancient ancient cultures and and how they revered the feminine and um yeah, I, I think every person should read that book. Um, definitely women. Um, and you don't have to be like more open to the woo. You can, you can start with it if you want. Cause it's, you know, there's a lot of just history in it. It's really interesting. Um, but you need an open mind for some of it. So, uh, I would say that's for somebody that's a little more woo usually. Yeah. Um, but that's my absolute hands down favorite book. Um, on feminine spirituality and just the history of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm excited to read that. Of, yeah. It has a lot of like mind blowing stuff, but just um, a lot of ritual too and meditations you can do and things like that. And um, it's really powerful. And the authors just wrote another book and released it um, about Mary Magdalene as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just starting that one. I can't remember the name of that one. Um, but yeah, it's really good too so far. So yeah, that's amazing. I love anything yeah. about Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, so yeah. So how can people get in contact with you? So obviously your in-person space is in Charleston, South Carolina, but you also do have an apothecary. Um, mm-hmm. can people get in touch with you online as well? If they're not local to you? Yes. Um, so my website is uh, between two moons healing.com. It's T W O. Um, and you can find that's mostly about like my practice and what I do in my practice, but um, you can find my contact info on there as well. Um, you can follow me at between two moons on Instagram if you're more interested in just following me. I'm not so interested in visiting my practice if you're not local. Um, and then at between two moons healing is my practice on Instagram. Um, but I have an apothecary. Sometimes I will. I used to sell more um, herbal products online. Um, I've kind of backed away from that a little bit. But um, if you're interested in something in particular, you can totally reach out to me. Um, every once in a while, I'll put some things up. Um, but most of my apothecary is like used for my clients right now. So, um, so I've been offering a little bit less, um, online. However, I will still have certain, um, products that I will sell and offer online sometimes, um, that are just extra. So. Awesome. Very cool. It was so great to talk with you. I feel like we could talk forever about (laughs) feminine spirituality. So we may have to do a part two, but um, just really fantastic. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.